Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest Abe, and this is episode, KMA episode number 439. We are broadcasting from sunny South Florida, along with my trusted gang who sits here every week with me, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco, and the man they call the GOAT, Alex Tabella. Lay, lay, lay. Lay, lay. <laughs> I feel so left out. We are Hawaiian. We are Hawaiian style today. Do a luau. Yep. Wow. I oh, I like the orange. Yes. Can't get it to show. Oh, right thanks, there, Paul. Right. thanks a lot, Paul. Right there. Wow. That's right. It's TGS time, boys it's and girls. TGS time. Does that come with the ticket? It does come with the ticket. Hell yeah. Cool. And this marvelous hat. This year, this year's party pack. No, Coop, Paul, Paul's like a... Never say never, Coop, and don't give him any ideas, please. You know, I almost I almost took my promo picture with a flowery dress on just because I thought it would be funny, but then I said, I think I love myself more than that. Yeah. Smart idea, Paul. Good. <laughs> Good, thank you. But yeah, this, this year's TGS, the, the Luau Party Pack, the party pack as we call it, is literally, without a doubt, the most epic package in... 16 years now, 16 years of doing this event. In fact, I was just doing some of the math last night, and I think we put like the, the value of the package. The cigars, I think, were, the, the value of the cigars alone, I think, came up about $365. But I think when we added in the hat, the shirt, the lay, the ashtray, the now that we could talk about lighter. it. Lighter. The Drew Estate spray paint can lighter TGS edition. Ooh. Yes. This was one of the reasons why we had to actually wait till the November twelfth. Right, they didn't want us to talk about this. They made this awesome spray paint can lighter, torch lighter, um, that they didn't want us to talk about it until after their uh, freestyle live, which was yesterday, which was Thursday. Um, but uh, yeah, that's part of the party pack. It's it's like it was four hundred and eighty five dollars of stuff, really. And, wow. Yeah, it, it's absurd this year. It's absurd. So. And just that that lighter too. So like they released and they they showed that lighter in Freestyle Live, but for TGS you're getting that lighter in a special TGS commemorative edition. It's not this the only place you're going to be able to get that one is with TGS with your TGS package. It's not the regular Jew Estate one. They made one just for us, which is pretty yes. cool. Yes, and it comes with the pack. So between yes. that is cool. Yeah, I like that. Between that. Shot glass, pretty cool. Yeah, Ooh. Gonna, yeah, this is gonna be a pretty, pretty. This is gonna be the most of the same package we've ever done in a long time. So. Do you not have the lighter there yet? No, 
actually, I actually, I texted. Right, I think they were afraid to send it to me early. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They didn't trust you. No, I'm serious. I asked for it a long time ago because we wanted to. If, if you know, now we can talk about it, really and talk about. It, but if you went to the TGS site. Um, or even saw the video we posted up earlier, you could see there's a little spray paint can in the thing, and we had to mock it up with the art they used. Um, because I asked him for one for photography, and I texted him last night, and he didn't reply to me. So I'm going to, Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you. I'm calling you, <laughs> I'm calling you after the show. But, yeah, we want to get that can in hand. And yeah, the rest of this stuff, we're all air freighting, man. There's no more ships. It's all whatever we got left coming in for the Great Smoke is. It's the only way to do it right now, right? You, you know, just can't. Tri- triple the cost. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. By the way, Abe, it was weird. I actually got some of the uh, stuff or the prototypes for the dinner delivered to my house. Oddly. Like, literally, UPS rerouted them. I guess they looked uh, up. Marissa. Yeah, they looked up. Mar- it, it was. It had here on a label, and then they put another label on and rerouted it to my house, oddly. Yeah, odd. So did you I, eat I, it all? No, it's not edible, but it's it'll be cool. It's part of the dinner. Part of the dinner. Wow! Yeah, epic, epic oh, this year. Epic, in fact, epic. In fact, our you know last year was the first time we did TGS editions, right? TGS cigars. And it was such a big hit. You know, we commissioned five guys to do it. Do it this again this year, and our guest today is actually one of them. One of Ooh. them. It'll be interesting to talk and, and guess. Ooh, hold on, let me this, get in there. This. Is this, that that's the sleeper of the bunch? I'm telling you. Yeah, I said that last week. Yeah, I mean that thing is a gem. This is this is going to be a sleeper. Wow. Oh, bye, Alex. <laughs> Somebody's got to answer the phone. Had to shut ringers off. By the way, don't they know? Don't they know you're on the air? Real quick. Well, who knows? They're probably calling for uh, smoking or TGS lighters, spray can lighters. But by the way, if you want a VIP ticket, you better get it soon because they are flying. I haven't even looked. VIP is flying. Oh, yeah. I saw a lot of people posting that they got their VIP tickets yesterday, actually. Yeah. How many VIP tickets are there, Abe? uh, 350. Okay. And that usually sells out, right? Maybe less. Yeah, it sells out every year. But usually, usually between me and you, it doesn't sell out to probably like end of December, early January. I got a feeling it, they'll be gone by the end of next week. It's moving fast. VIPs are moving fast. Yeah, if not sooner, to be honest with you. And I'm going to have, I can tell you right now, it's going to be a nightmare headache with all our regulars. who Coming in the day of, hey, why aren't I a VIP? No, I mean, they'll just like think like, oh, in a month from now, oh, there's no, no, there isn't. Yeah, we, we, we made that tragic mistake like early on. I think it was year three or four, we just sold them and let them go out. And, you know, people didn't have places to sit down. I'll never forget that year. You know, we were just bringing in, like, chairs and stuff from anywhere. So, like, literally, we produce one ticket for every chair we have, not one ticket more. So if it sells out, it sells out. Don't bother me. Don't come. I, I can even go over the plethora of, of PMs I've gotten in 48 hours. I mean, it really is, you know, because – you know, we're packing these by shirt size. We've never we've never given away a TGS shirt, right? Because size is a nightmare. It's easy to give away a hat. Right. But because last year was virtual and we were you know, we didn't want to do a year without making shirts. Normally we would just sell them at the event. We would make so much of each size and if they're gone, they're gone. That's the way it goes. Right. So last year we gave them away. So this year we decided to continue the tradition 
But you know, it, it's a, it's a logistics nightmare. So we picked the four more, most popular sizes, right? Large, two X. Wait, uh, large, extra large, two X, and three X. You know, if you don't fall within that spectrum, you just gotta realize that hey, I just I'm not in the normal clothing spectrum, right? I mean, I'm bigger than three X. Another stuff that we make, I get to wear. And it's you know. Different. If you bring it in a 3X, now you have a goal. You have a goal to get into that 3X. Great smoke shirt. And, and listen, realistic, realistically, if you're medium, then you really aren't man sizes as far as Yeah, I'm you need to be right. pounds anyway. Listen, no man That's should awesome. be a medium. No, no, no. No man. You ain't a medium. You ain't a medium. I'm back in a medium now. Uh, maybe now. Two cheeseburgers. Now I am. Push-up or three, will you? You'll get back in a large. Two cheeseburgers, you'll be back in a large. But medium, right. no man should be wearing a medium. If you're wearing a medium, you just have to resign yourself that your body does not fit in the spectrum of men's sizes. That's just it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's it. There's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, it's just the way it goes. But I'll tell you what, Abe, speaking of, um, you know, getting messages and whatnot, I'm getting a lot of messages too. But I'm really actually enjoying the messages I'm getting because most of them are, hey, I've never been to the Great Smoke before. This is all new to me. I have a question. And – I'm all for those questions. I love to see people that are going to come experience this for the first time. So first time questions, to, I absolutely welcome. We have to find in there 10 times. Don't message me. You already know what's going on. Yeah, right. We, we, we have to find that page we did last year. Facts. Right. And put it. Oh, out. yeah. Frequently asked questions. Yeah, frequently asked questions. We need to put that back out there. But yeah, I, I got guys. Who say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not any one of those sizes. Can I swap out this shirt? I'm like, really? I mean, I mean, just give it to somebody. Use it. I mean, what do we do? We're going to find me. We pack these things 2,000 at a time. Right. We're not looking at what label goes on what. It just goes out by size, you know? But it's- Allison, all you have to do with the shirt is get a large, do the little cut here like little the girls cut. do, and then you tie up rubber the bottom band. like this. Yeah. Paul's a professional at it. Look at it. He knows. He's done that's it. What, that's, what, that's what the girls do with these shirts. That's what you do, Paul. <laughs> I've, never, I've never used a rubber band on a shirt. Have I ever cut? I have cut a shirt, but I cut the sleeves off a shirt. But I've never cut it here to show more cleavage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm excited. I I uh, I got a couple of um, uh, what do you call them in Facebook PMs or DMs from from random people from Smoking Social that are like, it's it's awesome that you're going to be a co-host this year. I was so excited about it. So it's it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun event. And I, I'm looking forward what, uh, with the Red Meat Lovers Club dinner, Abe. There's a limit to those too, correct? Because you can only have so many people. No, I, there's, no there's definitely a, everything, every, everything has a limit. There's a limit to everything, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's only so many seats for the dinner. There's really small seats, you know, for because there's really small seats because the video production company hasn't come down to do a site check yet, which will probably happen at the end of this month. So we really, I'm just, I kind of made a guesstimation on how they're going to set up. So I really don't know how a, many, a safe, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many people can because the 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 virtual studio where people at home will be watching um, is it's about a hundred yards away from the event site. So um, we've sold tickets for people who are attending live if they say, hey, I want to go see. You know the Steve Saka session. They're only going to be like twenty minute sessions. You know we're going to have right. a little golf cart or a shuttle, and they, you know, just you know, for some of the guys who can't walk the hundred yards, and um, we're going to get them over there. And I think there's only like thirty we put up, and it might be fifty, but I won't know until after the production company comes down. Right. To visit. 
Yeah, you know, playing it safe. Yeah, we play, we put up thirty for that. But you know, I I, I just I, you know it's, it's, we've never done it before, so I don't know what kind of demand there's going to be. I mean, um, I, I don't know if people are going to want to leave the event site to go watch a twenty minute segment. I don't know if um, maybe some hardcore fans will want to see certain segments. I just don't know don't know what it is. But we just thought we put it out there. Yeah, I think that's cool. It's kind of like when you go to a trade show and you go and see some of the sessions with certain speakers. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you yeah. want to break from the floor, go so you know inside where it's air conditioned, you know, head over for a studio thing, and then head back to the event. Yeah, no, I, I like the idea. I think it's going to be cool. It'll be a nice way to break it up too if you can get into one of the sessions. And well, it's I, a it's a long day. It's a fun day, but it's a long day for sure. Uh, well, it's a lot shorter day than it was last year. That's true. It will be. You know, um, well, for you, yeah. I just got to hang out with Saka and Evan Darnell and uh, for a few hours and, and eat uh, sliders. It was great. I had a great time. This is this is this. I believe it's not finalized. It's the prototype This you know how we have our smoking table lighters. This is going to be uh, next generation. This is going to be our third generation one. What do you think? This thing is nice. It's Ooh. Yeah, it's nice. We're going to make some changes to the design and color, but. Yeah, this is this is this is gonna, it's a quad. I like the trim on it. That that gold trim. I mean, I was, taking, I was taking that gold off. Oh no, I like that. You like this little these little lines? Yeah, you know what? It reminds me of like wainscoting in an office. I like that a lot. All right, we'll see. Yeah, I like the gold trim, but you obviously add other stuff to it. But I like that. Ooh, that might be my first table light. Oh, are you ready? Yeah. Hey, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's grooved in, in top to hold the cigar. So yeah, I'm testing. I'm testing this out, lighting stuff up all week. See how she holds up, but she's looking really good. That's awesome. Messages well, of, when the stuff, lighters man. will be coming out. We'll commence in three, two, one. Yeah. We don't know yet, people. They're but they're they're in a freighter off Long Beach right now. Yeah, right. So we'll see him in June. Oh, God. Still, uh, still, still on the boat. What, uh, what and, about the so advent calendars are with that, I'm assuming? It, well, that's what, no, that's what the lighters are a joke. It's the advent calendars I'm talking about. The advent uh, calendars, the ashtrays, the smoking TGS ashtrays, the Connoisseur Club boxes, they want $12,500, something like that, almost $13,000 to direct freight it. And I told them, Okay, tell me when it's going to be on the truck because if you want me to pay the $12,000, they want me to pay the $12,000 now to secure the truck. But that 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 could mean we get it December 26th. Right. 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 You need to, you need a date if you're going to pay that money. You got to tell that's me what, when they're going to get it. That's you. what I'm saying. If I know the stuff's going to be off the ship in 3 or 4 days, here's the 12 grand. Right. Then just get, get it out of there. Get it over here. They can't do that. So I don't know what to do. They can't. So, but they still I don't have to. Choke, I don't want to choke another twelve grand in this project. Right, and, and it comes for New Year's anyway. It comes in January. They, but they still would have to get into port. Isn't that the hardest part? Getting that's the, spot the point. Yeah, port? right, right. There's, they're not going to fly helicopters out there and pull your uh, containers off. Mark, this is not King's Gold. Negative. This is a very special cigar. It's a TGS edition that has a great backstory. This was actually a smoke-in collaboration that we'll talk about more as TGS rolls out. But Ooh. this cigar 
will be released for TGS attendees. And I'm telling you, this is a, this is a killer. Very our, cool, man. Our guest later today will tell us a little bit more about it. Somebody, Can't wait. Somebody might text him and just tell him not to break out the collaboration news because I didn't mention that to him. He can hear us right now. He All right. Hear us now. Doesn't mean he's watching. Right. No, he's there. I, I'm looking at him. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do it. As, as the product comes in and we can take product photography, we're going to do a press release on each project, TGS project. So that's the case. So, Alex. Keep, keep them a secret as you go. Yes. Tell us. Yes. Background. What's the background story? Ah, the background. So this is um, Victor's Cafe, which is a little Italian restaurant literally on the corner of the street where I grew up. And uh, in the restaurant, they actually sing opera during dinner service. But you may recognize this place as Adrian's Restaurant in the Rocky Balboa movies. Adrian! Yes. So I just got up because I saw a post by Daniel Lemus. So I'm going to talk about this really quick. What's he scouring? Is he scouring the background? He said they're $1,000 away from the 10,000 goal Ah. for for Steve Toth fundraiser, who is a dear friend of ours, not just a patron. He's a dear friend of ours. He's a smoking socialite. And I know KMA plays outside our smoking socialite platform. So if you're watching it, we have a private smoking socialite group, probably one of the most funnest interactive groups out there. And there's a fundraiser for one of our members who is uh, battling cancer right now. And I just want to remind everybody that I put a prize up outside of making my own personal donation. I put a prize up there. One of the most sought after cigars from last year's great smoke and probably could have maybe historically go down as one of the greatest unicorn cigars of the cigar industry was this limited great smoke edition green box that only a hundred were made and then 30 more were released later, but were broken up in five packs. Um, in one packs. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. One packs with four other Fuente cigars. Yeah. So I, I had one box personally that I had, I was holding on. I put up my box for, uh, for um, raffle. Right. So for every $100, and I, I think Steve's going to close this out. I don't know when, end of this month or whatever it is. But for anybody who yeah, join in Smoking Social or Steve, if you could post the link to it here. In case I'll, I'll post it to KMA too. Yeah, post it to KMA. If you make a $100 donation or for every $100 donation, we will give you one entry to Ooh. win this box. Now, I'm just telling you, this box within the first week was in the aftermarket. I saw it for as high as $4,000. There's only 10 cigars in here. Right. And we saw people buying it for 2000 3000 and I think it was as high as wow. it It's probably one of the greatest unicorn boxes of all time. I'm going to give this away. If you make $100 donation, you'll be automatically entered. For every $100, we'll give you an additional entry. And there's a bunch of other prizes and cool stuff that people put up. So even if you don't win this, you still got a great opportunity to win some other cool stuff. Um, we, we didn't organize this. Daniel Lemus did. So I'm not sure when he's closing it out. It might be in the post. But it'll definitely be probably sometime end of this month. And we're going to do the drawings live on a randomizer. Um, but it will be in our Smoking Social Facebook group page. So if you're unfamiliar with it, please go to Facebook and look up Smoking Social and just join us. Three simple questions. That's all you got to do. You don't even have to be a customer. 
you just want to get to know us better, head over there and join us. Hey, Dan, do me a favor. Message me that link, please. Make it easy for me. Yeah. Help us out, Dan. There's just it's so much stuff flying through and smoking social. I don't want to have to dig for it. I want to get it up. Yep. Oh, yeah. So you may that, notice my background. Nobody mentioned my background. Nope. No. Oh, no. So you're not in the new house yet. Still in the slums. We were supposed to close on Friday, yesterday. And I got a call Thursday uh, morning that there is no ceiling on the first floor. The ceiling had to be taken out completely and refloated. Nice. So we we uh, we noticed some seams in the in the the drywall, and we thought they could just sand them out, but they couldn't. So they literally took the whole ceiling down on the first floor and they reinstalled it all in one day. Resprayed it, everything. Final roll was uh, yesterday afternoon. They also had to pull up the floors in my son's room. We found uh, a broken truss from a crane. So they had to fix that. So there you were know, no floors in my son's room until yesterday. It, it's interesting because the ceilings in the crack house that you're currently staying in seem perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't, they, are, they are pretty you know, nice. They, There's a lot of stains see, on them. The crack house. Listen, the I woke up this that, morning. I woke up this morning. It, it's like mass exodus here. The whole neighborhood's like selling these places because they're going for like 300 grand when they probably bought them for like 80. And that, and they had all their junk out on the on the curb for pickup on Tuesday or whenever garbage comes here. And some kids last night must have picked Thank up a full length mirror and smashed it in front of our driveway. So I woke up this morning to that walking the dogs. I had to sweep up all the glass from the mirror from our driveway. It's pretty cool. That seems nice, like, nice little, nice little neighborhood. That seems like fun stuff. Yeah, but we're supposed to close on Tuesday now, so we'll see. I I don't listen to anything that they say at this point. I just hope that we'll be in by Thanksgiving. Maybe uh, Christmas. At this point. Christmas? Uh, yeah. Come on. I don't know, man. You, if you look at the house, you'd be like, hey, it's it's nice. I, I texted the builder this morning. I said, hey, we're going to take a ride after the radio show today. And he goes, uh, you may want to delay a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll go tomorrow. I've gone every day for the last two weeks. They hate me there. I'm the reason why they pulled up the floors, though, because they they fixed them the incorrect way. I, they only patched them, and I wanted them to replace the floor where they cracked it with the crane. I said, in that way, when you're pulling up the floorboards, you can see, like, hey, oh, man, there's some damage here. I just had a feeling that there would be some damage there, and there was. You're treacherous, Paul. I don't know if you looked this up, Alex, but just, I mean, look at this, dude. Ooh. This thing is just, I'm telling you, it's amazingly solid. The draw, I'm, I'm very excited about the cigar. Uh, you know, realistically, this is the only one we had early enough that we were able to just smoke a bunch of them. Yeah. So, since it's a bundle, big. that's part of it too. But something we're doing differently than last KMA, year. KMA, it's posted. Ugh, just dropped. Thank the, you. Uh, the GoFundMe's posted on KMA's page. Something we're doing differently than last year you know, to kind of spread things out instead of jamming everything in one day. Um, each of these releases will have their own virtual sessions prior to the Great Smoke. So the first one is going to be Aganorsa Leaf, December 8th with Terrence Riley. Each of the sessions is going to be on a Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, whatever you call it these days. Um, and uh, they are doing that, that, that Aganorsa 109 uh, or that blend, the Miami blend that he did last year, I believe it's in a um, 
Figurado. And it comes in a beautiful box this year. So that if you if you were a fan of the Aganorsa release last year, it's back again. And that will be December 8th. Now you have to have your ticket prior to December 8th to be eligible to participate in that event. So if you want to, you know, get in these limited releases, if you want to be involved in all five, you know, or at least have a shot at all five, you got to buy your ticket before December 8th. But, you know, that's the first one, December 8th. And then obviously probably by the time Steve Socket rolls around in the end of December, you know, it'll be filled up. But that, that's the little trick on that. You know, get your tickets because to access the TGS store, just like last year, you have to have a ticket. The, the, the system will not recognize you as a guest unless you have a ticket to the event. I know. Good little good. tidbit. Yeah, I know we're going to have a lot. We have to really make that fact sheet. There's going to be a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That helped um, last year, though. Oh, yeah, it did. Well, what do you say? That, since we're just the only cigar? way to make it work between virtual and in-person. Yeah, it was, it was tricky doing both. But I think we got it. I think we got it all logistically put together. My genius idea. Yes. Smoking up. There you go. All right, Paul. Very, very Let's this on, see what's going on. Let's do it. All right. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. And we are pleased to welcome live from the Dominican Republic, Mr. Henderson Ventura. Henderson, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. My man. Thank you to the big team in Florida. Uh, appreciate the invitation to the KM uh, show. James Abe, Alex, Paul. So we have a beautiful day here in the Dominican Republic. Uh, a beautiful season also. Uh, is uh is one of the greatest season for us here when we started to plant all the tobacco in the fields and we have some exciting things coming up so uh also very excited to get into the uh big show next great year great smoke great smoke so so you're in the you're in the Dominican Republic now this is where you live yeah yeah so you live in the I Dominican. live here in Santiago Tamboril close to the factory and and how often do you do you come to the states to work? I will say once a month. Uh, I come. I go to the state at least like uh, once a month for four days to a week, not longer than that. Um, sometimes I have some exception, like uh, last month in October, three trips, but short trips, like between two and three days just to cover some events that I have pending uh, and also to have a break in November. Like this month, I'm not traveling all, at all. So uh, this month, I have to spend some time here in the fields, uh, taking care of all the tobacco, take it, taking care of the fields, you know, follow up the process uh, and getting ready for next year also. Anderson. Give us a little background of your history and how you got in the business. Because when you first started out, I believe your, your cigars were was a, a European-only release. Uh, so the the aventura we were starting in Switzerland, the Dominican Republic first. That is uh, the two countries that we started the distribution. 
Uh, I started well, in a small. What made you? What made you choose Switzerland to start? I have a partner on Aventura. So my partner Marcel Nobor, he's uh, he's from Zurich, uh, Switzerland. He have uh, a cigar lounge there. Uh, he's a, a sommelier also, and he have massive marketing. Uh, so he 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 love to 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 do business. He have like multiple business. He have like a wine business, coffee business. Uh, some cognac, uh, and he also have a cigar lounge there in Zurich. So he he do in the cigar lounge. He do just like a, some special event, like a doing pairings with coffee, uh, wine, champagne, cognac. So this that's his background, and he have a background in marketing also. That 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 I don't know much about it. But uh, this guy, uh, he he's he's uh, from out of a country that is not a cigar producer. Uh, he's one of the guys that I know that that have a big knowledge about tobacco, and we have six years working together. And he's he's a maniac, you know. He wants to know every single detail detail about everything. And, and he'd be learning a lot and he know a lot about tobacco from different countries. He'd been traveling all around the world, you know, trying tobacco diff from different countries and uh, making blend in different countries. And he fall in love with the Dominican Republic. We meet up back in 2016. Uh, in the Dominican Republic? In the Dominican Republic. And, and I was surprised about this guy, um, you know, about the knowledges that he have about tobacco and cigars. And what, were you, also. what were you doing in the cigar industry before you met up with him? Um, I'm, I have 15 years in the industry already. Tell us so, about that. 15 years so, of what? Your, family, so, your family's been making cigars, yes? Yeah, so my, my dad, uh, he's he been in business for 45 years. Um, he was working for, he started to roll cigar when he was nine years old. So you have an idea. And he was one of the most famous rollers in the country because he quality. He used to make just 200 cigars a day. And, and like, um, he was very famous in the hometown, the, in, in our hometown, in, even in the country. Like, uh, he never had a reinject cigar. He never had, he never rolled a bad cigar in his life. One day he rolled one bad cigar. And it was because the mold that he used to have like a, a defect and he used to correct the, the, the bunch on that, on that channel of the mold every time. One day he forget about it and he have one reinjected cigar in his whole life. So he, he got popular because that then he started to work like a bigger company. Uh, one of the most recognized company that he worked before was Davidoff. He was like, uh, when they found Tabadon company with the Calder fa family, uh, he started to work with them right when they opened the company. Uh, one of the first blend uh, ever created for Davidoff in the Dominican Republic was one of my dad blends back in the 80s when Davidoff moved the production from Cuba to Dominican Republic. And, and my dad was in charge of the Davidoff uh, factory. He was the general manager for Davidoff uh, factory. Production manager, quality control. 
he also was like a kind of the right hand for Sino Davidov. He was traveling, what well, they started the company back in the days. He was traveling all around the world, all around Europe, you know, doing like a rolling event, show events, you know, promoting the company, the brand. And that's, that's the bigger background from my dad. He spent over 20 years there in that company. Then he started his own company with a partner. And, and that was in 2003. And then in 2007, uh, we started the company together. There is a family business, just a, a family there, just a family there. So that's when, when I started. In 2007, uh, we started a boutique company. It was more to work, you know, under my dad concept, you know, with his experience, what he thinks can be the best. He just wants to have like um, not, not more than 20 rollers in the factory and to create unique stuff. We were, we've been hunting tobacco since 2006, you know, hunting rare tobacco, different variety of tobacco. And we specialize our factory to create just boutique cigar. Um, uh, I would say like a more into a gourmet, you know, style of blending cigar. And, and this is my, my, my background. Me and myself, I started to smoke cigars like I never remember. Uh, my passion for cigar uh, started like uh, when I was a kid. My dad used to, in my house, every Sunday morning, uh, it was like a reunion of all my friends, all my dad friends, you know, master blender, uh, tobacco growers, uh, supervisors, and they were talking about tobacco on the front porch every Sunday, you know. You know, try the new blend, try the new uh, to, tobacco crop, you know, and they were so excited about everything that they were talking. I was like, so curious, you know, just listening at, at, at the conversation. I just, I've been, I've been around old guys all the time and I've been very passionate, you know, about everything that they talk about tobacco, the new crop, the new blend, the new fermentation process that they've been implementing in the, in the tobacco and and that's how i started my passion my curiosity for tobacco so like by that time me and my brother we both we both were like um, around my dad you know listening to those conversations and every time that we were by our, in the house by ourselves we were stealing cigar from my dad humidor and sharing one cigar like uh between us and and that's how everything started you know you know it's funny you, you mentioned that story because i was just talking with my staff members today and i try to I, I share this with a lot of young young members of our team. I share this with my kids, right? Um, you know, I was a really odd soul. So when I moved here at 26, the average age of my group of friends that I was hanging out with, <clears throat> when I say average, it's probably average, was close to probably about 48 to 52 years old. And um, these are all people I met moving here through the cigar shops, extremely successful, some retired and whatnot. And you're talking about listening to your dad and all these guys talking about tobacco, you know, who you hang out with and who you expose yourself with in life is a big conduit to how, what you could learn and what you could end up achieving in the world. You know, I tell, you know, I tell, you know, our young, you know, team members of our team, you know, if you're hanging out with miscreants every day who aren't going anywhere, you know, zero ambition in life, what are you going to learn from them at the end of the day? You know, you're not going to learn a whole bunch of useful life lessons from people like that. But when you're 
talking that story it reminded me because I literally was just having this conversation one day because if you surround yourself by knowledgeable people yep. wise people you you'll you'll absorb that and you'll grow on it so yeah it was very funny i mean like the youngest person that i hang out with is like 37 38 <laughs> yeah. and and they're successful people in their business already uh, Henderson, can I can I ask you? Can you move the mic a little bit closer to your mouth? The the headset. Okay, right here. That's better. better? Oh yeah, better. Way, right. way better. So, like the youngest people that I hang out is like thirty seven. Is already very successful in his business, and all my friends are my dad friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I call them like uncle. You know, this uncle, that, uh, like here, the Dominican Republic, we, we like, um, when we meet up with some of, uh, our family, we give the bless, like, uh, bless uncle Leo, bless uncle Javier, whatever, you know, and that's how I treat all my friends, my, my, my dad friends and like, uh, giving a respect, you know, there's our people that have different businesses. Uh, most of them, they're in the tobacco business and, and this is the people that I hang out with. You know, there is people, some of my friends, uh, they have 67 years old. And they've been growing tobacco for over 40 years, you know. So, and this is the people that I hang out with all the time. So you, the cigars that you were making and releasing in Switzerland, at what point did you decide to enter the U.S. market? What drove that decision? I mean, the, the, since the beginning, the, the the goal was to get into the United States market. The thing is, we have a small factory. By that time, we have a, like a smaller factory. Um, I was like 26 years old. Okay. Didn't have that much money, you know, and, and I knew that. But by that time, by 26 years old, I've been... Working with a lot of boutique company that were developing my, in my company. I've been helping a lot of people to develop their brand also. Uh, and I understand the behavior of the market and the behavior of how it is to introduce a new brand in the, into the United States. And for me to be a successful brand and to have a successful company, I want to be ready for it. So I, I wasn't ready to do the investment uh, to get into the, into the United States market. We have a, I didn't have the inventory, you know, capacity to, in case that I have like a, a, a big, you know, launch into the States and I have a successful year, you know, to can supply the demand. So it was like, let me start like in a smaller country and to create some hype in some smaller country that I can handle it. Uh, and they can also uh, give a shot to a new company that have like a, some cigars that have some higher prices that is not competing on the eight seven ten dollar and i was like this is switzerland dominican republic you know i can make uh twenty thousand cigars a year and and that can be enough you know so i can test you know the market i can if i have to do some change you know i have it's not a big change it's twenty thousand cigar and it was like um Exactly like that. We started in Switzerland. Uh, cigar were retail there, like uh, between twelve to fifteen dollars. The first line because I want to compete with the premium. No limitation on price to do, and no limitation on the creativity of the of the product, like a packaging blends. 
uh, I want to start with, with all the best. So, Switzerland is a small is in a small market. Like a, the, the first year and a half, we hit like a, the limit already. Like we're around 40 store in there, and Dominican Republic with the same. Like we hit all the best store with around 10, 15 store here. Um, first year, I have to change the packaging. I have to change the the logo of the company. Why? Just have <laughs> some trademark issue. Trademark issue. Yeah. Always, so, right? That's always. that's always an issue. Always. And then uh, that was the first land, the Explore. Uh, we changed the packaging, and, and I think it was a better change. You know, I think the logo looks better, uh, and, and we do some improvement on it. Then we released the Navigator second year. Then we opened like a Germany uh, as the second market or third market, and and then we we released the Conqueror the third year. Uh, that is the black, and we opened like a Czech Republic and and uh, Holland in, in Sweden, and that's in that we started in 2016. 2019 I was like a I'm ready. I have enough inventory of boxes, enough inventory of uh, cigar. Uh, I understand a little bit how it works, the the distribution and the logistics on the distribution, because I have a long experience, but on the manufacturing size and creation of brand, but not the logistics of distribution. So I feel like I have a little more experience i i have the setup with the a distribution in the united states already uh importation all that so in 2019 we started united states we have a portfolio of three different blends already three different lines and i think it was the perfect setup to start and and that's where we started right in the trade show ipcpr 2019. now speaking of packaging you know you have some pretty elaborate box boxes for your packaging was is that all you is that your design what what's your inspiration for the packaging so the inspiration is is he have a lot of attachment like for example my partner in swiss is it's pretty much all his idea uh all the packaging and the story and uh and the concept but it's also something that match us he's from the old continent I'm from the new continent, from the Caribbean. Uh, this is how, and and the story of the company is how everything started with the cigar industry. When the Europeans went exploring to the new continent, uh, and then navigate, and they got into the Caribbean, to, into the Dominican Republic, and they find out gold, they find out uh, uh, tobacco. And different goods there, and this is when the tobacco uh, industry started to develop. You know, doing those trades of goods, and they find out that the Indians people, the local people, they were smoking tobacco here, um, and they started to trade that into the into the European continent. So this is like at the root of the cigar industry, how everything started with the tobacco and the war. So. Um, then they conquer the land, and and then after they conquer, uh, they bring back uh, a gift to the royal family, 
and and that was tobacco and gold and for example our line telling a story each line telling a story and it's exploring navigating conquer and now the roger return you know the roger family financed that trip to those people to go to the new continent and now the those the pirates and all those people bring back bring back something uh the treasure back to the to the roger family and the last line that we released is called the Roger Return, the Queen's Prayer, that is a gift to the Queen, and the King's Gold, that is a gift to the King. So, uh, this is the concept. But that's the concept that is between me and my partner that being developed all the story behind that. You know, it's not just a cigar, it's also, you know, tell a message, you know, and story. I like it. Very creative. Yeah, it's cool. You can see it in the in the box designs too. Um, Henderson, I read something somewhere in an interview with you that you said you don't have a single family member who's not in the cigar industry. Is that true? Yeah, I don't have a single member that is not in the cigar industry. <laughs> now that's all that's pretty own, unique. Yeah, all my uncles, all my aunts, uh, my grandfather, uh, they've been involved with tobacco. And they, every single member of the family, they smoke tobacco also. Do they all work for you and your dad? Or not necessarily? Do they work elsewhere? Not all of them, but... Uh, so you have an idea. Every single department that we have in the company is run when, by a member of the family. So, like, we care about what we do, and we care about the quality of the product. We, call, we care about the process. And we make sure that a member of the family is taking care of those details. Because when you have a family business, uh, I think nothing uh, care more than the blood, you know, to the things get done right, you know. And and we have our philosophy about our premium cigar. And, and we want that philosophy to be translated to every single people that work in the company. So, um this is this is how we run here, and that was purposeful, right? You you put people that you trust in charge yeah, of all people, the different divisions. People that we trust, people that have experience, people that uh, understand the concept also. Right. So it's like uh, is you know for us is like uh, the guy that is in charge of the production is not like another person that you employ and they trying to you know. Uh, trying to get the job done and work from six to four, you know, and they want to get back home, you know, is someone that is taking care of that, you know, a hundred percent. So. And you've, I mean, obviously the factory doesn't just make your cigars. You've made cigars for other brands out there. Can you, can you talk about some of those brands? Um, some of those, I mean, I will say our company is is the Dominican Boutique Factory. That's how I will call it. Uh, we, I will say some of the most recognized uh, boutique cigars coming out of the Dominican Republic coming out of my factory. I will, like Cowell Cigar, Ruan okay. La Barba, Jay London. Uh, and we work in some of the new brands that, uh, that we've been coming out of the, my factory, but also Aventura. Uh, 
I will say if in the Dominican Republic you don't have many boutique brands uh, coming out like that that get that beam that become relevant into the United States market. What's it What's it like when you get to work with the the crazies Matt Booth and uh, and Robert Caldwell? They're they're I regulars mean, on the show here. We love them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I will say they a little bit older than me, but this is. Uh, I feel like very identified because we come like a, for a similar generation in the cigar industry. We all mm -hmm. come from that boutique movement and, and we understand what is creativity, innovation on the cigar market and also another uh, style of blending than cigars. Uh, that is not what the old school is used to. So it's, it's a little bit crazy. You know, they, they all different character. Matt Booth is like a... I feel like Matt Booth is acting in, in a show uh, 100% in his life. He's always acting, you know. He's always on. Yeah. yeah. Robert is a business guy. Uh, the, the, he has like a, he don't give, he don't give a fuck about anything, but he, you know, took her about every detail. He loved art. He loved tobacco. Uh, and he tried to, uh, you know, Combine both of those things all the time, uh, and he's wholesome, you know. Uh, and I love that. They are, those are people that I've been learning a lot through the years. Uh, I've been seeing Matt Booth since 2009, 2010, around there, when all that boutique uh, movement started, like a uh, Room 11, uh, Illusion, Tatuaje, all that. So I was maybe like. A, 21 years old and i was looking at this guy appearance on the social media and magazines and all of that and i have the opportunity to work with him today and make some of his cigars and and create some excited you know speaking, uh product speaking of matt booth i'm gonna drop a little easter egg real quick paul you tell me when you tell me when you want that me was to drop your it? that was your cue paul that's a cue paul boom that's it you can take it off the screen what yeah. is that that's a little. It's what we like to call an Easter egg. See if people people uh, will get it. That's a project that Matt Booth and I were been uh, started probably talking about six hmm. years ago. I was going to say, how old is that? <laughs> that's, that's... Six years ago. Um, <laughs> that is in the horizon live. So, out of your lines, Henderson, which is the one that you smoke the most? Your most go-to line is Queen's Pearl, the Conqueror. King's Gold, Navigator. Which one? Which is your profile that you smoke the most often? Most uh, uh, the Conqueror and uh, and the King's Gold are two cigars that I blend based on my flavor profile, what I like. Um, and and here and there I smoke a lot of the the, the Queen's Pearl. It's not my style. Is is a blend. I, I I'm a Connecticut guy. That's a, a cigar that I. I did that blend because I think there's a big a market for Connecticut. And I have some of my good clients that asked me for a Connecticut. I was like, let me do something with. So when I was blending the Connecticut, it was like, uh, okay, I'm going to blend a Connecticut cigar, but it should be something that I can enjoy. So it should be a cigar with character, with complexity, well balance. Uh, it should offer a, a something extra, and and then I blend that cigar, and 
age of the cigar. Now the cigar is out, and I light one of those cigars once in a while, and being like, man, psst, let me get another one. That's a super good cigar. And I've been smoking some Connecticut's here and there. So, but King's Gold, much of the time, uh, that's a cigar that I did like. Uh, uh, I'm using Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. Uh, it's one of my favorite tobacco to work with, and and I want to when I did that blend, I tried to highlight the flavor of the broadleaf. So every single component that I using on that blend is like a, to complement the flavor of the broadleaf binder filler, uh, the the level of the strength, the level of the intensity of the flavor in your mouth, the complexity of that cigar, the notes, you know. Uh, this is, I think, represent like uh, my personality and also uh, everything that I like in a cigar. I'm sorry, my my dog hears the sounds of text messages and she freaks out. She, look, she's going insane right now. <laughs> is, that, is, is that the one that's on medication? Yeah, and actually, I didn't give her her pill last night, so maybe right. See? maybe she's getting a little bit crazy. Get down. Sorry. Maybe she likes cigar. There you go. <laughs> she's been so, she's been to smoking a couple times. She she actually likes it there. <laughs> so before, so we, before we go to the break, just for our listeners who may not be too familiar with with the brand, and, and don't give me a you know a uh, master tobacconist you know dissertation. Why don't you break down the profiles of your lines real quick for people who may be unfamiliar with your brand? Profile Explorer, uh, I will say is, uh, it's deep and unique. Uh, it's woody, leathery. It's, it's like a smoker leather wood. Um, that's how I call it. I'm going to give a, a bigger explanation later. Then the Navigator Smooth uh, uh, and Sophisticated uh, Medium Body. Conqueror, woody, uh, earthy, spice, uh, medium to full body. Uh, the the queen's pearl, uh, smooth. I would say uh, complex and super creamy. With nice spice, uh, medium body also. And king's gold, rich, dark coffee, dark chocolate, cinnamon spice medium to full body more into the full body so this is uh pretty much a flavor profile in my portfolio i'm gonna say well done because i was afraid of asking that question see you asked steve Saka a question like that we would have been here for about four days so <laughs> well, I mean, well oh yeah it can be uh, something we- similar with me uh but you asked me for a short explanation i appreciate you hearing that <laughs> and doing it that could have that could have uh that could have went on for a while it could have went on for a while so we're going to take a short break we got a lot going up in our in our number two of kma radio we're going to have more with henderson ventura of adv cigars we have our I, um as the record spin segment with avo we have a question specifically for you by a good friend eddie guerra uh, over at avo cigars our good friend coop will be joining us in hour two to see what's going on this coop, coop this week and of course, Tale of the Tape Season 3, best mafia movies of all time. If you didn't catch last week's show with Vincent Pastore making us all sing, 
You missed one hell of an episode last week. You didn't see Big Pussy taking control of KMA Talk Radio, Big Pussy from The Sopranos, and making us all sing. And it's funny. Who texted on KMA. Well, yeah, who texted me the, the... I found the song. That the was, song. It was like, yeah, that was never happening. Well, if that's what he was trying to get us to do, never Not was a chance. Happened. sounded nothing like that. You know what? If you should compile the video of them doing it and then us doing it like right after each other, like going back and forth. How it should be us doing it wrong. How it should be us doing it wrong. <laughs> All right, but don't go anywhere. We got more in hour number two with KMA Talk Radio. Back in a bit. Keep it lit. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Currently available at your favorite cigar store, the Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua is another fantastic collaboration between AJ Fernandez and Rafael Nadal. Landing a number one cigar of the year of 2020 by Cigar and Spirits magazine, the Reserva Real Nicaragua is handcrafted at Tabaculera AJ Fernandez. This Nicaraguan Puro is a medium to full body cigar that is packed to the brim with flavor notes of leather, coffee, and red pepper, which pairs nicely with a spiced rum. Available in four sizes, Romeo y Julieta returned to prestigious form with the Reserva Real Nicaragua that should be enjoyed by all. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Hey, babe. Yeah? I'm almost out of wine and I want to order some online. Where should I order from this time? KMAWines.com, of course. KMAWines.com? What's that? What's that? What's that? Hold on a second. Let me show you. You see, KMA has teamed up with Bonner Fine Wines to offer KMA listeners a fantastic deal on a Malbec three-wine sampler. You see, here is their famous Malbec grown at an altitude of 8,950 feet. Three wines from the edge of the world. An old French Malbec variety no longer found in Europe. These three wines, 200 years in the making, yours, KMA listeners, for 53% off. Normally $130, but like I said, KMA listeners get 53% off. That makes it $69.99. So what do you think? I think we should order. I agree. And done. Honest Abe here, smoking cigars. It's that time of year again, the great smoke. For over a decade and a half, we've been hosting one of the country's biggest cigar bashes where aficionados from all over the world would trek to South Florida for a four-day extravaganza. In 2019, we themed our event for the first time, 70s Disco, Can You Dig It? And it was one of the biggest events we ever had, and we looked forward to the very next one. Unfortunately, the world was hit by a pandemic and cigar events and functions were being canceled all over the country. Our team was poised with the question, what do we do? Do we cancel the event? Do we do a half-cocked event and just get by? No, instead we put on our thinking caps and put on one of the most epic seven-hour virtual events that was enjoyed by thousands and viewed by tens of thousands of people all over the world. Our event in 2021, the digital experience, forever changed how these types of events will be done. So this year, for the first time in 2022, The Great Smoke, The Last Blue Owl, 
lead both an in-live and virtual event experience. We had hundreds of people who contacted us early this year telling us how much they enjoyed our virtual event this year, how they had never participated in one of these mega events because they were unable to take time off for work and travel and come down. So this year we're going out of our way so that people can enjoy the event in their own home as they did earlier this year and also do it in live. Michael Hercox of Ferio Tago Cigars and Kim Keeney will be returning in 2022 to reprise their roles as co-hosts for The Great Smoke. As we did earlier this year for the first time, we have worked with select manufacturers to make very limited TGS releases. We got Aganor Salif, Espinosa Cigars, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Room 101, and ADV Cigars. They will each be making a very limited run of TGS edition cigars, exclusively at ticket holders for The Great Smoke. There will be a series of special virtual events between the end of November and the beginning of February where all these TGS limited releases will be offered prior to the Great Smoke event. So you will need to get your ticket in advance to be eligible to get into this very special TGS virtual store to participate in these events prior to the Great Smoke date. As always this year, we're going to have a very special dinner hosted by the Red Meat Lovers Club and special guest Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. This is going to be a last luau feast like you've never seen before, and all attendees will get a very limited RML, it's Red Meat Lover Cigar, made by Steve Saka just for this event. So what do you have to do to participate? Go to thegreatsmoke.com, secure your ticket, which will get you the last luau party back. Now, whether you're virtual or coming live, everyone will get the same epic package. This is the most epic Great Smoke package we've ever made in the history of this event. Almost $450 worth of swag and 40 premium cigars that will either be delivered to your door or handed to you the day of the event. As always during the Great Smoke, we'll have mega raffles and prizes and whether you're at home or there live in person, everyone who gets a ticket is automatically entered. The event dates are February 24th through February 27th, with the main event being February 26th. And whether you're there in person or live watching at home, we're going to have five special virtual sessions and interaction with what's going on in the event floor, so you can actually see what people and what things are going on as the event is happening. Tickets go on sale this Friday, November 12th, noon Eastern Standard Time. I urge everyone out there to get their tickets early. They'll let you participate in all the pre-virtual events we're going to have with the manufacturers who made limited releases, and it'll secure your ticket because our feeling this will be the most epic year ever as far as ticket sales and how fast they'll go. To get your tickets and for more information, go to www.thegreatsmoke.com. The last luau, baby, because this will be the last luau you'll ever need to go to. Peace!
Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling my favorite. Think work your favorite. That's your favorite. Okay. okay. Turkish is my favorite. Fine. Time for it now. Okay, people. Tomorrow morning. show up i guess we have hope we have dreams we have something I, yeah i have hope that it's going to come in we'll see anyways <laughs> we we missed we have a special slider that got added to the website after we had made that tgs video one and it was a special announcement that came after we did a lot of playing why don't you slap it up there paul <laughs> look at that <laughs> okay make talk radio personality will be an official Great Smoke 2022 co-host of the event. Honored. Honored to be in such company. It's seriously. It's uh it's intimidating, but uh I'm excited, man. It's it's going to be a fun event as it always is, but this Great. one's and, and that will not be my Hawaiian shirt. I have a much more elaborate Hawaiian shirt. I didn't want to give it away. Paul's whole, Paul's Paul's whole life is in boxes right now, so yeah, I couldn't find it. <laughs> That, that was the closest I could get. It took him two days to give me that simple photo. That's why he didn't make the video. <laughs> but let, let me let me let me tell you something. I, I'm, I'm we really before we allowed him to be the co-host, we literally said, no baby showers, no uh, bridal showers, no no Disney birth, trips, no birthdays, no weddings, no Disney. You better clear your calendar now. I actually think my wife is going to take the kids on a little vacation for that, that weekend. Cause it is a, it is a whole weekend event, you know, like I, I love going to the dinner. The dinner is, is probably the most fun for me. Cause it's just fun to just sit down, eat great food and talk to all these different people. I mean, last time, last time we were sitting with uh, Giuliani and, uh, and I think was uh, Pete was there. Pete Johnson was there. So we were all just chatting it up, having a great time, man. No, it's going to be a good time this year gonna be a good time this year or well, looks is did our guest leave or is he still with us no he's with us there he I was is gonna, you know give him a full announcement the man of the hour look at him and this is going to be your first great smoke ever and ever. What, a way, what a way to come in with a limited edition great smoke release that's coming in strong that's coming in strong henderson it's coming in strong have you um, done any mega? Have you done any multi-vendor mega cigar events yet? Is this no, going to be your first really. one? Not really. First one. <laughs> we did. We did. I did a multi-vendor, um, but like a two years ago. Uh, but it wasn't a small one. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing too serious. Guys like him are my favorite to get involved in this event. I love. Um, I love. Because he reaction. has no idea. No, <laughs> I have zero idea. No idea. You better you better come with a team of people. And when I say a team, I'm not talking about Ronnie Haysha either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he ain't gonna work. Yeah, you can oh. leave him in Detroit. I have my team. Um, uh, I will check if I can bring my partner to come and join. That'd be great. Her. Yeah, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, that'd be great. That, so that's cool. Yeah, my my wife's a sommelier as well, and that's I like the. I think a lot of people we talk about it on the show a lot, but the a lot of the the flavor profiles and things that you talk about uh, with cigars go hand in hand with with wine as well. I don't you know, know that, that palette, but his partner Marcel is a sommelier, and, and how? Yeah, we did. Okay, how does how does does that 
come into play in, in, in making some of the cigars? Does he get involved with that? Does, it, does his sommelier expertise get put to use? Um, I will say we don't take that like uh, and we don't take that like uh, as as uh, a, a point to create a blend. Um, but when we when we have a blend done, you know, um, there's we think about what drink can complement that cigar, you know. So is is most of the time like a, you don't drink most of the time you don't smoke a cigar by yourself unless that you're working you know or you have a cup of coffee or you or maybe when people get back home you know or after work you know that's the time that they have a cigar most of the time so normally you complement a cigar with a drink or a glass of wine or whiskey or rum or bourbon whatever you know uh it's a relaxing thing. Cigar is is a uh, is is a you know is is a relaxing thing. So you complement that with a drink, you know, to get more relaxed. And <laughs> and you're also looking like what can complement that cigar, or what can yeah. complement that drink, or what is going well, you know, with some cigars. I will say uh, wine. Coffee is 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 a prefer uh, drink for a complement any cigar, uh, but that you have wine for people that maybe are learning to smoke cigars is is great also because always have some sweetness and fruities notes you know that can slow down the spiciness and the bitterness on the cigar, so they can have a better experience. Uh, but then, like, more experienced people can go, you know, to do other things like scotch, uh, different kind of wines, um, uh, bourbon, rum, whiskey, uh, cognac, uh, to complement their cigar. And I always recommend, like, people that are learning to smoke cigars to drink anything, to drink something with their cigar. Normally wine because give you more sweetness, more creaminess. It's more acid, it creates more uh, creaminess experience in your mouth, so you don't feel like a, that heavy taste of the of the aftertaste of the cigar when you're smoking it. Or maybe you don't feel that like a next day after you brush your teeth, like you're feeling that a strong taste of tobacco. We don't feel that anymore because we smoke cigar every day. But someone that never have a cigar in their life, next day they're gonna feel the tobacco, you know, and the smoke in the, in their mouth. So I always recommend, like, if you're gonna have a cigar for the first time, doing your house, have a glass of wine. If you feel dizzy, go to bed and have a good sleep. That's it, you know. But drink something with. People that doesn't drink alcohol, I say have a Coca Cola or whatever. You know, so root clean beer. your palate. Root beer. Or Don't beer. Oh, yeah, root beer. Oh, that, that looks like it's a question for you, Paul. Paul's teed up for I you. mean, listen, I always, I, I almost always drink either wine or bourbon when I'm smoking a cigar. And uh, I prefer, I like more medium to full-bodied cigars as well. Like, I'll go to, like, the Sin Compromiso from, from Saka, a cigar like that, that, that type of uh, more full-bodied. And I think... I, listen, this is just my personal preference. I don't know if this is the right thing to do or or not, but I prefer full-bodied wines anyway 
So I tend to go towards like a, uh, uh, a Chianti, something with Sangiovese grape or, you know, old world type stuff that, uh, Paul, are you kidding me right now, Paul? Are you kidding me? Paul, this was the tee up, Paul. I mean, are you kidding me right now? I mean, are you kidding right now? What is it? What is the tee up? You still don't get it. No, I don't. Is that you? He's just he's just saying that if you were gonna recommend one, you might have recommended one from Bonner Wine. You know, a Malbec from you know eighteen. He's just saying. Unless, well, hold on. Feel, unless you feel none of those pairs. There goes that one. Them, which, the no, door. they have to be more full bodied. They yeah, have to be more full bodied than that. Way, way to pair up with them for KMA Radio. No, no, no. The, it needs to be more full bodied. So the Argentinian Malbec, like the Sunal, is is okay. The other two, let me, I'm going to take not, this over. Taste them. Hi, I'm Alex. I don't drink. I haven't had a drink in 12 years. But if I did drink, I would drink Bonner Wines, which you can get available at KMAWines.com. <laughs> Something that I recommend, man, um, uh, Abe and the whole team, like uh, when you try to pair a, a drink with a cigar, the drink never can overpower the intensity of the flavor of the cigar because it should be a compliment and that should be like uh it's not it doesn't have to be similar you know it's like if you missing sweetness in the cigar and you want to add some sweetness or or, or, it's too, uh, or the cigar is too spicy or it's too citric and you want to balance out the cigar, the flavor and the aftertaste of the cigar, that's what you're looking for most of the time. But okay, never, so you're looking to contrast if the you, flavor. Yeah, if you're looking to enjoy the cigar and to taste the cigar and have the real flavor of the cigar, you never can have a drink that overpower uh, the flavor of the cigar. For you me, perfect drinks uh, that, that to enjoy a cigar a sparkling, a sparkling drinks. Why? Because the sparkling clean your palate all the time. Topo so, Chico. Topo. Oh, wine or whatever, but sparkling. Um, clean your palate all the time, but never going to overpower the flavor of the cigar. I'm going to tell you something. I've never been like a bourbon, whiskey, rye kind of guy. Uh, maybe rum. Rum and tequila is kind of been my drink of choice. And I've, I've had whiskeys. I just never really got into them. And I don't know what happened. I, I really think it was the PCA show this year. Um, you, don't look, you don't look like a guy that drinks alcohol. I'm not. A, listen to me. I'm a historically. I don't think if Alex has ever seen it. I don't even think if Paul's ever seen it. What? It doesn't happen as much now in my age. But I'm what? a historically. When I say historically, I am a world record famous drunk. I am a great drunk. No, you are a great drunk. We've had a few virtual events where you were bloodied married out of your mind, which was a I great am, time. I am, I am the, when I get drunk, everybody's got to yeah. be happy. Honestly. And for a guy who's so intense, like working yeah. day to day, Abe is a great drunk. He's the happiest drunk I know. I am the best drunk at a party. I mean, some people go South like they get, they drink and they just go South. I mean, the worst side of it comes out. Every bitter rough side of me disappears. I just become the happy go lucky loving but my problem is, is that I won't drink alone. I will make you all drink. We're all doing shots. And know. try to keep you heads up Not with me. him, and nobody can keep up with him. I mean, yeah, you, you'll be at the point like, no, no, I can't do it on. Yeah, 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 you can. Come on. And, yeah, I'm a historically great drunk. It does not happen often because I'm not a real heavy drinker. But 
the trade show this year, um, which my wife really enjoyed because she didn't go for a long stretch of time because she was like pregnant for six years straight. And then the kids were around and then I didn't go for a few years. So this was a really, really good trade show for her. And um, uh, Nish, Nish Patel had a McAllen 18 bottle hidden. Or he actually had a, probably a case, a couple of them hidden. And every day we would end up um, hanging out at their booth because it was right by the door. We would just hang out there even like maybe 30, 45 minutes after the show closed. And um, he, w- he started feeding her this and she fell in love with it. She started buying bottles and bringing them home or making me bring some home. And she's got me into it. And I'm actually like, I just, the other night out of the blue, I'm like, what do I want to drink? What do I drink? I saw the bottle there and I just, yep, that's it. And I poured some and I'm becoming a little bit of a whiskey drinker in my old age. And uh, and it's funny that you start with that. <laughs> There's no, you can't go, you can't go down from McAllen 18, man. You, you're really, it's, it's great stuff, but. Well, we get to 12. We started at the top. McAllen's like short, there's shortages, man. You can't, it's not readily yeah. available. So hey, Can I take one second? I just want yeah. to take one second. I just want to say that our good friend, the good doctor, Lee Cohen, local guy we all love, who's currently here in Boynton, just came in the back and mooned me while on air to try to oh, distract me. Okay. Just want to throw that out there. Just there want to throw it go. out there. Thanks, Doc. That is amazing. That is amazing. There you go. Actually, he's got a pretty good, we got to do our Halloween socialite contest. He's got, he yes, he's got a great entry. He has, he has an entry. We were going to do that, I think, Monday, hopefully. Um, had a lot of things going on with the warehouse and great smoke but uh i think uh things are on a roll now now we have a very special segment henderson called as the record spins it's uh, by avo cigars our good friend eddie guerra every week poses a special question for our guest and we have one for you today yeah for you from Eddie Guerra from Avo Cigars as our as the record spin segment outside of the cigar industry so not including the cigar industry is there a brand or a company that you take inspiration from outside yeah so I mean not within our industry but is there a certain company you watch them and you, you know you, you get inspiration from you know, you like how they do business they're mar- either their marketing or service or production is there is there a company you know listen i don't say eddie writes the best questions every week but it is what it is that was your turn but um you know is there a company is there a brand nike something that you know you take inspiration from uh, i will say net brands uh i'm not a guy that are following brands uh i will say like uh, entrepreneurs that i take as inspiration from but not really like anybody anybody we may know yeah are you like a warren buffett fan or you know who, who, who is there somebody uh, i mean science like when i was a kid uh i i like to read to read book all the time so one of the first guy was like uh uh john f rockefeller uh right now from our time i will say Elon musk I knew he was going to say Elon. I just knew it for some reason. You got to go I, with Elon. You got to love him. 
Eli, I will say, is the is the brightest entrepreneurs of our time. So, um, the innovation, the like people that come from nothing and they do something great. Uh, they have no fear to invest every single penny that they have. They go away. Uh, they go uh, against the system. Uh, and I will feel like a little bit identified with that, you know, you know, to go against the system, to go against uh, the old school, to create something new, to, you know, no fear, you know, to to create an, an innovation. So, uh, um, yeah, this is something that that's, I and that's a brand. With. He's he's a, he's a brand in his in his own aside from Tesla and yep. and what is it SpaceX and you know he's he's a brand created a storyline for himself I mean it's his life but yeah you got you got to like a guy who just doesn't care about the rules he doesn't act yeah. like a billionaire is supposed to act like right yeah and 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 it's like um is he's not Joe a showman he don't care he don't, he's a guy that's used to sleep in the factory you know that care about the process of everything that he does, you know, and he's involved with everything that he does. It's not just that he's paying someone that know about something, you know, and is creating something for him. He gained right. So that's my, huh? It sounds like somebody I know. I spent a few days sleeping in this chair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, So listen, before we bring coupon, Right, and I, we don't want to say too much, but I will say this: this was a collaboration that I started with somebody else during COVID, that did not evolve the way we had planned, and ended up falling into becoming a TGS release. And this is Alex and I are still smoking; it's fabulous. This is the purple ADV. Can you tell us a little bit about this uh, this blend that you made for the Great Smoke? Well, it wasn't originally for the Great Smoke, but it ended up being for the Great Smoke. So, um, that blend is one of my assisted blend that I have. They, I will say, is the most sophisticated blend that we have in the whole portfolio. Wow. I did some twist on the blend. So, wrapper um, is a San Andreas uh, from Mexico. Um, and the and the and the binder is a broadleaf Connecticut broadleaf binder, so we were trying to work on that combination of those two tobacco, um, you know the earthiness, uh, the sweetness for both tobacco, uh, but the bold flavor of the broadleaf, you know, to to and and the creaminess and the sweetness of the broadleaf. To also overpower a little bit the the dryness from the second dress, uh, is is like a challenging uh, blending style. Uh, you can have some complexity on that cigar uh, and some change through the smoke that that can create a different experience. Every time that I create a blend, is I'm trying to create a new flavor profile. Uh, that doesn't taste like another cigar. For me, it doesn't make sense to make a cigar that tastes like another cigar in the market. So that's what we're looking for, to create something unique. Uh, we're using uh, Corojo on the filler, uh, Creole 98 that we do some special process to. And also, like, a, one of the filler that we have in the factory is very unique that we call it Puntial. It's, uh, it's a tobacco that, that we harvest for wrapper. For 
but all the the top from the corona like all the top leaf from the corona that we cannot use as, as binder or, or wrapper we process that as a filler and we do some a special treatment in the factory um but it's a very uh deep and intense flavor profile so we use like a little bit like a 10 percent of that filler on the on the blend um so this is is unique uh we use in tobacco for five different countries on that blend so it's make that cigar like a most sophisticated it's like a, it's not too intense but you have like a lot of things going on in that blend. a lot so, of things going on in this cigar. yeah it's so really it's it, like if you pay attention to that cigar when you're smoking it uh you can tell like uh, yeah that the complexity the stimulation of all the smoke all around your mouth uh and all the like a very soft and, and and smooth flavor that hits your palate, you know, is, is a lot of going on on that cigar. Man, I'm missing out. It really is. And I love. I got to get love, into the office. I love. Uh, there ain't many left, Paul. I love. The purple it. foil is cool, man. I, love I like it. that. I love yeah. It. Yeah. yeah all we're the we're, we're running on short supply. I think, we use like, four, I think there's only about four left, maybe. Oh, no. Uh, and the cigar, that cigar is aged for a year already. Yeah, wow. this was a, this yeah. a project we started yeah. like literally during COVID. During you know, COVID. And then delays happened, things happened, and then there was supposed to be a two part to the project, the other part never came through, and then these cigars were made and sitting there. So we just came up with this is what we're going to do with them. And I think people are going to fall in love with this cigar. Um, um, I mean, we aged tobacco for between three and five years. And, and plus a, another year of age. That's Aventura also. We we age all the cigar that we have between six to a year, six months to a year. So um, there's only one cigar that I don't that I don't age for that long. That is the King's Goal, and because I like how that cigar tastes when it's fresh. So that cigar I just aged that cigar for two months. That's it. Wow. Before I pack that cigar and ship it to the to the warehouse, Vince Vince wants uh, dibs. Like they'll still be here by the time you get here. Um, <laughs> that being yeah, okay, said, Vince. you're gonna have to we, fight the goat for that. Before do we? Do, I don't know if we have something to run at the bottom of the screen, but before yes, we, we do, coupon. Um, anybody watching the show. Uh, we have a code if you want to try any of Henderson Ventura cigars, made UV cigars, ADV15. It's good today and tomorrow. ADV15, save 15% on any of the lines from ADV cigars, which are all on the Smoking website, www.smoking.com. Very easy to remember, ADV15. That being said, did you want to say something or, or is that what you want to up? Okay. That being said, uh, let's see what is going on. Coop. Oh, crap. You Come see? on. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. You know... I try to stall a little bit. I even even I gave a little. It was just yeah, accidental I, stall. I, I plenty tried, of stall. I tried things out. I'm that being said, that being said, the cue. At least he actually I'm had coupon, it. it's not. 
What's up, Coop? What's up, Woody? Well, uh, hey, Henderson, how's it going, man? All good. Yeah, good to, good. Good to have you on today. Hanging you know out with those funny? guys here. He, yep. he knows that the second we start saying, come on, he, he cuts, he gets it right in. So we can cut <laughs> off cussing him out. Uh, Coop, outside of hacking the internet this week, what do you got going on? <laughs> Not going on. It was a very busy week, actually, in the world of cigars. So um, there's, there's actually been several new releases that came out this week. So uh, we'll start off first. Um, if you're an Oliva Milanio fan and if you're a fan of the nub size, um, you're going to get the best of both worlds because Oliva is releasing a uh, Serie V Milanio in, in a 4x60 box press, which is that nub size they make. It's going to be a limited edition um, available with 8,000 boxes coming out. And... Um, Actually, if you listen to our primetime show, we have Corey Bappert on. He, he talked about this cigar on the show a few weeks ago. So uh, so if you're an Oliva and Nub fan, you may want to check out this cigar coming out. They got another big release coming out too, don't they? Um, I mean, they just they released it. They released their advent calendars. Um, uh, they have they got like 100. They got like a really high. So, oh, yeah, the, one, the 135. Yeah. Yeah. Like $30 a cigar or something? I can't remember. It, it's in the 20s. It's not cheap. Uh, but it is a like a unique Figurado. It's kind of tapered on the foot and more rounded by the cap is what it is. There, this has been – Oliva's been much more active this year than we've seen probably in about eight or nine years. There's a lot going on this year with them. Then bottom line, man. Big corporate bottom line. Got to be made. Yep, yep. Yep. What else you got going on? Uh, if you're a Crown Heads fan and you're a fan of the Mill DS line, um, there is a new uh, limited edition coming out in that line um, called the Magicos, which is going to be in a form of a four and a half by fifty short robusto. Um, so the the Mill Diaz is a project that Crown Heads is collaborating with Ace Prime on, and it's been one of their more popular um, lines that they've released over the last year. And this is the third limited edition they've done in this size. So. If you're a fan of Mil Diaz and you like the short Robusto, you'll want to check that out. Their PCA edition cigar hasn't hit the shelves yet, right? It hasn't hit the shelves yet. From There's what I've so seen many yet. of those PCA cigars that were talked about and shown at the show, and then no one's – I mean, it's like you know they just weren't ready. They, they weren't – well, they, yeah, they weren't ready, and they weren't even at the show. I, think, I don't think they were even ready to be displayed with a lot of these companies. Yeah. Um, it was put, I mean, they had, they, they put that together very fast, but yeah, I know, uh, Aroa's, um, Aroa's PCA cigars hit the shelves over the last week. No. Yeah. We didn't get ours. I gotta find okay. out. Or oh, it's starting to, it's starting to, what I'm saying. I did, I did get a, a notification from maybe another retailer, so you may want to check that out. I'm texting somebody right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Keep going. Actually, so this is, I think, a really, like, this is, I talked about a couple of line extensions, but this is a whole new line coming out. And I think this is, if you're, like, a cigar geek or a cigar fan, this is something that's really cool you're going to want to see. Uh, Aganors, at least, announced a new uh, extension of the Guardian of the Farm called Cerberus. Um, now, Cerberus is uh, is basically a three-headed uh, hound that used to guard Hades in Greek mythology. Is that Cerberus or Cerberus? Cerberus. Cerberus. I'm yeah, a great okay. guy. Yeah, okay, Cerberus. So I, I knew I, sp- I said that wrong. Um, but here's what's really cool about this cigar. Um, it's going to showcase a new uh, hybrid Corojo wrapper that Aganors has been working on, or a newer one for them. Uh, it's Corojo 2012. So they have not released anything under the Aganorsa line with the Corojo 2012. HVC has done one. 
So this is some, kind of something that's really cool. Aganorza tends to do an, a major announcement early in the year, and this one's going to hit in two, early 2022. There'll be it will be available in three sizes, um, and there'll also be a soft launch if you're a nice. member of Cigar.com's Elite Advantage program. Uh, oh, I, like, I, like, I like that art. Yeah, yeah it is so. cool branding, man. I tell yeah, you what, it, all I see now is like a battle royale of Cerberus versus Mario Tago now. Right. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. 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 But, you know, Abe, you and I have talked a lot about what Terrence did at Casada. Now he's, he's kind of doing it all again at, at Aganorza Leaf. And you've seen some of the things he's coming out with and. And some of the you know the marketing he's doing with some of the ones they have, and I think I think this is you're really starting to see it now. You know, you know, kudos on on Aganorsa and like you know, and look, Manny's one of my favorite guys in this industry. But man, just talk about how that company has just disappeared as far as relevancy anymore. It's just it's really sad. Yeah, they've had a tough time in the last couple of years. I mean, I mean they had they had some very good releases this year. I'll say that. You know, Coop, they, 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 they've always made good sticks. It's just they, they just don't know how to get it out there in the consumer's hands. No one's talking about their brands, you know. It's 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 really something because, I mean, Terrence had done a lot of really good work while he was over there. He did. Terrence did work over there. It was good. What else you got going on? Uh, so Drew Estate uh, announced a new cigar. Um, they announced what their mystery cigar was, that Freestyle Live cigar. Um, and it kind of, I think, fooled a lot of people. Uh, it turned out it's a new extension of the FSG brand. It's known as 20 Acre Farm. So it gets the name from uh, the Florida Sun Grown Tobacco Farm owned by Jeff Forshowitz, which is 20 acres. And this is going to be a blend that's highlighted by a Connecticut wrapper. So it's a Connecticut shade uh, FSG cigar or a Connecticut shade cigar that contains FSG tobacco uh, grown in Florida. Um so it's going to be available in three sizes, Robusto, Toro, Gordito. So if you bought those Freestyle Live packs or if you still want to get one, you can probably get one of those ahead of time. But the final package versions are scheduled to hit the stores in December. So, Do we, um, do we know an MSRP? Uh, yes. It, it's gonna, yeah, they're going to start at 1240, $1,240 for the Robusto, $1,340 for the Toro, and 1540 for the Gordito. All right. It's not. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's yep. It's not cheap. There's some nice packaging, and, and obviously that Florida tobacco, I'm sure, doesn't come cheap either. And and they're right. they're no longer distributing the original FSG line now. That's becoming a Corona only brand, from what I understand. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're, they're, their old FSG is not being sold by Drew Estate anymore. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's some that's some news that I I did not know. Nomas. That's how it started out. Actually, that brand originally started out for a year as a Corona, and then it went national. In fact, not a Corona. Yep. Wow. Wow. Breaking news. This this replaces it, I guess. You yep. heard it here first. Yep. Justin, Justin Nelson, I don't know you, but you might want to PM the GOAT later. <laughs> there might be one floating somewhere. Yeah. What else you got going on? Uh, one last thing, and this is not product related, but uh, just that's on FYI. Um President Joe Biden has nominated a new uh, President Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, it's like he has nominated uh, a his selection for FDA commissioner, and it's a guy who has had the job before. His name is Dr. Robert Califf. Uh He served as the FDA commissioner during the last year of President Obama's administration, and uh, 
Yep. So um, he is now the selection to come back and, and is most likely going to be confirmed. So um, I didn't see the cigar industry like doing handstands like when Scott Gottlieb was nominated and everyone was like like praising him and this is great. This one, this one you didn't get that reaction at all. No. Yeah. Oh. And that's what we got this week. Well, He's missing something. What was that, Anderson? He's missing something. Oh, Black you're Porter. missing something, Coop. Yeah. Do you hear that? You're not doing what am I mi- What am I missing? I don't think that Coop is all uh, at all updated. Okay. <laughs> all right. What do we got? This show just got interesting. Uh, we yeah. have we have Adventura, the Queen's Per, Lancero, limited edition. Only a thousand. They come in ten pack. Only a thousand pack made, and that's what that's gonna be a one time deal. Ah, that's it. The Queen's Per, the Queen's Per is one of the most successful blend that we have in the Aventura portfolio. Um, we got number three cigar of the year in Half Wheel last year in 2020. Um, and the Lancero for me is nothing better than Lancero. So we create that blend that has been very successful into a Lancero size. Uh, I will say it can be one of the best Connecticut cigar ever made. Uh, but you can adjust that when you try them. I've, well, I've, uh, I've smoked that cigar, and I'm not going to argue with you, bro. Yeah. Shout out to Ronnie Haysha yeah. for the hookup. When, so, uh, yeah. when, is that, when is that cigar shipping? Now, right now, this yeah. week. So I wasn't aware of the Lancero size, Henderson, I'm going to be honest with you. No. Uh, but My I'll fault. say this. Okay. No, no, no problem at all. But, <laughs> but here's what I'll say. Um, the Queen's Pearl tied for the highest score of the year on Cigar Coop. So wow. that's how good uh, that the Corona size did. That cigar, when you say it's one of the best Connecticut's, it, it is Absolutely. one of the best Connecticut's in the last few years for sure. And Absolutely. if you haven't gotten your hands on that cigar, it, it's a special cigar. So... And I'm smoking your Lancero in the Conqueror right now. And I'm not a Lancero lover. And this cigar's fantastic in a, in a Lancero. I'm a Lancero lover. So I, will, I, I make sure when we do a Lancero, it's limited edition uh-huh. because it's right. hard to make. And also, it's a nice cigar for everyone. Not everybody enjoys Lancero. Not everybody appreciate and have the patience to smoke a Lancero cigar. It's a cigar that requires, you know, yeah. attention uh, to have the best out of it. Yeah. For me to smoke a Lancero, it's like a, for me to roll to to smoke a Pachuche. Pachuche is what we when we roll like a, the tobacco in the factory, like Puro, with no press, and you have that experience of uh, because with the open yeah. draft, you know that experience of more intense flavor from the tobacco uh, and the complexity and the, and the, and and the strong taste of the same blend, yeah. you know, but. In the Lancero, man. Uh, uh, My wife is a Lancero smoker. She actually just commented. So we have two. We have the two. We have two Lancero. They both limited. We have the Conqueror. We call it Emperor Edition. That come once a year. This one right there that we aged that tobacco for seven years before we roll the cigar. And then we have now we have the Queen's Pearl Lancero, but it's coming just one time. Uh, we na it's not gonna be like a every year thing. It's gonna be one shot. 
Yeah. So, um, the um, another thing, another thing is um, another news that I didn't, I didn't share with no one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson Vancouver is taking over the scoop with Coop's. The scoop. No, no. it's all good, I man. Give, it's all good. It's all good. News. I give yeah, it it's all right good. Here. Yeah, we'll give it. You got. Well, you're hired, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. How much? How much you're gonna pay for? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll send you Paul's salary. He doesn't. Earn <laughs> I like so another news is uh, this is gonna be the first year uh, that I'm gonna be working on my own farm. I grow for first time my own tobacco, like a Francera, controlling from the seed, uh, the crop, the fermentation everything oh. so uh, i feel blessed to have the opportunity to work with uh one of my inspiration in the tobacco business uh i'm gonna keep that unclosed for now but this guy is um uh a, gene a genetic engineer for tobacco he have more than 200 different varieties of seed that he created himself and and now i have the opportunity to work with him uh and i'm gonna be growing my first uh uh farm this year we're gonna be grant is it's gonna be like a half of the farm it's gonna be like a i've been doing some experiment like in the past two years uh with, with the tobacco that we're gonna grow because it's gonna be like uh some unique variety um but one of them is a seed that that is unique um that you know, have the opportunity to test uh, never. Uh, and he's a, he's a hybrid of a Dominican seed that is called Olor, uh, mixing with some other stuff. It's a, it's a mix of five different seeds. It's a hybrid of five different seeds just in once. Uh, but the base of, the, of that tobacco is Dominican Olor Dominicano. And and it's something very special. So uh, it's a dream for me to be working with this guy and also it's a dream for me to be uh, growing my first farm. Uh, I think that we're gonna change the game with that tobacco. Um, and and this is my whole goal, you know, to create something unique for the cigar market, uh, to have some different tobacco so people can experience what the best out of the Dominican Republic. Uh, I know that the Dominican Republic has been losing a lot of ground with the other countries that are producing cigar, and I'm the young generation. I feel very compromised to keep Dominican on top, and to create the best out of the Dominican Republic. And and I put in all my energy, all my passion to do the best on this, you know, to create the future of the, of the Dominican tobacco with this farm. So, um, I've, uh, it's, it's not khaki. It's just a lot of confidence, uh, to be working with the best in the game, to it's be okay. working Paul with people, khakis. you know, to be working with people that more than 50 years in experience in the tobacco business and, and to, you know, to have that partnership there and, and, and to bring out, those kind of tobacco for the boutique movement, I think, is is something different, uh, and and truly represent the future of our, our country as tobacco producers. 
So that's uh, the last new from the Cooper show. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. That's classic. All right. There you have it. Coop, what, uh, what do you got going on this week? Anything, uh, anything up and coming you want to tell our listeners about? Um, we're actually on Monday, we're doing our primetime jukebox show. Um, and, uh, we're actually don't throw stuff at me. It's going to be our Christmas and holiday episode. Um, and we're doing it early so people have time to download it and listen to it and listen to the playlist we put together. Uh, but we'll have our special guest is going to be Fred Rui on there. So, oh, uh, I love Fred. My man, my partner in crime. Yep. Yep. And, and then I want to, I'll say this early because I want to make sure Abe remembers the date, uh, December 2nd, we're going to have... Abe, Jeff Forshowitz, and Dave Garofalo on the same show. That's uh, a powerhouse episode, there, buddy. Wow! Yeah, we, we yeah we uh, we're excited about that. So, uh, and thank you for doing that, Abe. Um, we actually waited till after you were done with the warehouse. We had the idea about three months ago. We said, is there a theme or topic, or is this going to be a roundtable? I think we're going to do more year in review type type things. Uh, is what we're going to focus on. So cool. uh, we'll look at we'll look at it as I think we'll theme it around that stuff. But uh, I have a few general questions we'll throw in there too. But I think mostly we'll focus on 2021. Two good friends of mine and peers I highly respect. So that's yeah, very fun. Yeah, I, I know you've all done each other's shows, but I don't think all three of you I've, have ever gone together. I've never been on Dave's show. Okay, Dave's been on my show and Jeff's been on my show. Okay, and Jeff doesn't have a show. I don't think. No, Jeff doesn't have a show, so Jeff's yeah. kind of guested on the both. He's both a people. farmer. He's a farmer. He's not he's a, a, show. He's a farmer. <laughs> Busy guy, man. I don't know how he how he keeps it all going, man. So, yep. All yep. right. So it's that time. All right. It's season three of Tale of Tape. If you missed last week, you missed a hell of an episode. All right. Vincent Pistori, Big Pussy from The Sopranos, was our guest for the, for the show. And, of course, he has his input on – what a mafia movie is as our, our, our theme for season three, Tale of Tape, best mafia movies of all time. And you know, Coop, I know you said that Alex and I were wrong. Mm, I wait, wait, no, Coop said it in a comment, but he did. When we clarified, when we clarified mafia and not mob, eh, he wasn't too. He came, he came on our side. He he came, the, uh, the Godfather three. He was on my side. He came. Oh. Well, uh, he said, I didn't movie. say I liked it. I said I was in it. It was his word. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said it's gone. He said you, he said you didn't quite understand what it was coming from. That's what it. Bo. Bo. I, see, I was checking, Bo. I was checking the reflexes. I was checking. I went all the way Bo. home. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's check out season three of Tale of Tape. All right, here we go. Tell the tape season three. Pick number six for me is Once Upon a Time in America. Um, I feel it kind of falls under the radar a little bit when you think about uh, mafia and mob movies. Um, th- this isn't a mob movie that's just a movie about the mob. I mean, this is a great story of uh, remorse and betrayal. Wrong picture, Paul. Good job. Um, stars Robert De Niro as noodles who comes back to New York in the sixties and kind of has to face his past 
uh, um, as a bootlegger and, and and coming up in the ranks of the mafia and whatnot in the twenties and thirties, and uh, just a really great dramatic story. All the all the great cast of characters: James Woods, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Danny Aiello. Long movie and dramatic movie. If you're looking for action, it's not for you. But for great drama, that's one to see. Go ahead, Coop. Mute. Ah, oh, rookie move. I thought I unmuted it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I must not have. Good pick, Alex. So I'm going with um, – and I don't think I'm going to get killed this week on this one. Donnie Brasco. No, I think you're good. Yeah, Donnie Brasco uh, starring Al Pacino and D- Johnny Depp. Uh, you know, Al Pacino, again, you got to look at him. He's kind of the – when it comes to mafia movies, Al Pacino's there. But I actually really like Johnny Depp's performance in this movie. Uh, I wasn't a huge Johnny Depp fan. And uh, Johnny Depp is playing the role of Donnie right now, FBI agent who's kind of going in and infiltrating the mob. I just thought it was a really good, really good movie from start to finish. Kept my attention, um, and I loved, I loved how it ended. So, um, Donnie Brasco. All right, two solid picks this week. I gotta say, I, I got a feeling Donnie Brasco will be on Alex's list. Pretty sure he'll probably be a little bit higher up. But so happy you said Once Upon a Time in America because if one of you guys didn't do it, I was gonna be mad. Great, um, great movie. And you're right. It's more about the relationships and the people than being those typical. Yeah, people. it's a mob movie, but it's not just a movie about the mob. It's Long a movie. Right, right, that's why, yeah. You know what's funny is it's at, the original movie was first filmed as two three-hour movies. Then it got cut to like three hours and 45 minutes, and then it got cut to like two and change. It's an extremely long movie. Yeah. But uh, one of the things, especially with Donnie Brasco, that was one of the real moments where you see the um, – the depth of, of Johnny Depp. I mean, that guy can do anything. He can really play anything. Yeah. I, I can, I agree. Such a versatile actor. So I think we're well, safe. Two solid picks. Oh, I guess Did I can show the picture now. Do we have a graphic? Yeah, the right picture, Paul. There you go. Once upon a time in America. Almost goes into Coop's. Uh, All right. <laughs> <the long> <laughs> All right, good. Uh, Donnie Brasco is definitely up there for me. I think that's. Great movie. Yeah. Classic one. So we're up to what, Man, number, I, what number was that? Six. So we're halfway. It's the halfway we're halfway point. through. Halfway point. Wow. It's going to be uh, interesting. I'm, it's going to be yeah. interesting. Five segments. Now, just curious. Do you guys have any? Have you guys talked about anything for season four? Not yet. Not yet. Maybe Not we, yet. Should, we should maybe open that up to the KMA listeners. See what. Let them throw their yep. way and see what topics they come up with. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with yeah, that. I'm, I'm, telling I'm, you now, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing NASCAR drivers, so don't ask. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's see what the uh, comments have to offer. I'm, I'm open. Yeah, maybe we'll make a post like. When yeah. we get the I, I mean, I was debating Alex toying, toying around with, with Philly icons at some point, Philadelphia icons, but I don't know how that would work. It's such a niche audience. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. And how are you going to find ten? <laughs> but 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 here's the thing too. You know, if we go that route, does does Rocky Balboa count? Even though he's not a real person, I mean, he has yeah. to, right? He's got a statue. Yeah, you got a statue yeah. of him, yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. Do we count fictional characters or not? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because Paul, you even would be on that list. I think I right. I, I think if you don't count fictional characters, you might not get to ten. Everybody's got jokes. Everybody's got jokes. Everybody's got jokes. Give us. I'll a tell list. you what. Nick Foles would land on my list. That's funny. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, and and and, and Doc Rivers well, would land on my list. Googling famous Philadelphia people, I can tell. Uh, you know, it's only the birthplace of American democracy, but the, you know that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nothing going on in Philadelphia. <laughs> 
All right. Well, anyway, well I'll be seeing you tomorrow. It's uh, Little Man's birth. Well, his, his birthday was earlier in the week. But his birthday was earlier this week. Had a little birthday party. My, Alex, my, oldest uh, boy. Is this the first birthday party with friends? Like now that he's in school? Yeah, it's really kind of his first big birthday party. Um, you know, we've done some, well, you know, co- five was during lockdowns and whatnot. We didn't do much. Uh, you know, when he was four, we just kind of took uh, a little bit of the crew out for a day of fun when we had Asher and, you know, did a bunch of stuff. But this is his first, like, yeah, school friends. And Now, how did your school handle it? Because, like, I think what I'll tell you how they handled it. You have to invite everybody in the damn class. That's what. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Which I get. I get. He can't go around. But fortunately, we figured "Ah, pool party. Maybe not everybody will be. You know, maybe not every kid can swim. So we we got a decent amount. It's not everybody. Thank God, I don't have to feed you know four hundred people. But uh, yeah, you you have to invite every kid in the class. Yeah, if you're going to invite. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to have your kid bring like invitations to school or he's got to invite everybody in the class, yeah, which is fair, bro. I know you don't want to make a poor kid feel bad. If you do it privately, you can do whatever you want. But you're saying invitations to school from the handout or whatever. Yeah, you got to invite everybody. Yeah, which is I'm okay with that. I don't want some poor kid. That's how you separate. That's how you separate no. the winners from the losers. No. When you, when you don't yeah, get my, my, my son is six. He doesn't know who the winners and the losers are. So. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm. I'm okay with not having a kid feel bad because he didn't get invited. I, I you know, I never felt bad when people had birthdays that wasn't invited. Did you? Did you? Because if I wasn't invited to a birthday party it was somebody I either didn't like know or was friends I mean, with. I don't know. If I had a rough past, I wouldn't have invited yeah. me to a lot of parties right, either. <laughs> you, got, you, um, had, you had a pretty whitey childhood. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were definitely um, there were definitely things like this, like this kid Alex when he invited people to his parties. It wasn't always it wasn't always birthday parties. He did like a big Halloween party every year. So if you weren't invited to that, and this was more like middle school, you, yeah, you felt like an ass. Like, you you suck. Fortunately, I was invited to, I think, most of his cool parties. But there were definitely parties I wasn't invited to. And, yeah, that's that's just life. I mean, what I would do to get around that is just have my, my wife knows all of, the, all of the families, I guess. Just text the people that you want to come. Does he have to bring the invitations to school? No. Or he wanted to do that? Like he wanted to no, but pass out invitations? I'm okay with that. I don't know who his friends are and aren't. He's been in school for two months. And, you know, I don't want Is him to. Is that weird? What? That your son has friends now, like that you don't know. Like my kids, they all their friends I know because they have oh, to hang out with me. Oh, wait school, Pat. Listen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's just happened this week. First time that my son is first grade. Seven years old, right? First grade. And... They came home from school and there's a knock on the door and it's this kid and the nice kid goes, hi, uh, I'm Abel. Uh, can Asher come out and play? My wife looks at this kid, never met him, never seen him before. He was very polite. And she says, uh, yeah, one second. She calls Asher and then she says to him, she's, who is that? He goes, oh, that's my friend Abel. It's like, how old is he? And she, he's like, I, I don't know, but he's in the fourth grade. So the fourth grade is no, no, but he's cool. We're friends. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> but the fourth grade, my wife's never met this kid before ever. And he's playing with this fourth grade kid outside. They're having whatever. But yeah, you're gonna start getting strange kids knocking on your door. Yeah, no, my son has one of his friends is a uh, little Spanish kid named Luis, and I love it. He comes home with the new Spanish word of the day every day. Uh, Luis is teaching him a little Spanish, so I'm all for it. See, wait, wait till you, both your kids get older. Now you start having strange kids in your house every day. 
Yeah, right. that's I, what I'm not looking I come home. To. I come home to kids in my house every day now. Between I've come to your house with strange kids in your house. Between the three I'm, girls, and now Asher has friends. It's like, you know. I'm, but I'm here, 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 here's the thing. And you even say this, you know, when I come over, you have four kids. Adding one or two more to the mix no. doesn't even, it does not even, right. it's fairly noticeable. Right. Uh, like, like, like Alex, Alex, you know, you had a fifth one, Carmine yeah. blends in with the rest yeah. of them. Alex used to be really hung up. I said, listen, you know, the whatever, you think Brandy can, I said, just drop them off. She won't even know. <laughs> just throw them in the mix. She won't even know. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the mix, look who's hey. here. Hey, hey buddy. We were talking about your oh, birthday tomorrow. Nice haircut. Hey. Thank hey. you. Hey, Carmine, how old are you going to be? How old are you now? Four? Six. Look no. He's, oh. he's, shy. he's shy. And he's gone. He wants to play Roblox. Leave him alone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, listen, Henderson, thank you for coming on. Thank First you, time yeah. Game A. We appreciate it. It was a great show. Looking forward for your uh, TGS experience this year. Uh, we'll definitely see you in February. We don't see you sooner. Coop. As always, my friend, thank you for thank your you. contribution. Thank you. Week. We appreciate you taking time out from your hacking lifestyle to join us uh, <laughs> Saturday on KMA Radio. <laughs> Gentlemen, have a great weekend, all our fans and listeners. Enjoy your Saturday. We hope we entertained you, made you laugh a little, and thanks for joining us. We will catch you next week. I have no clue what the guest is. My life is in disarray, but we will make it all happen. Until then, keep it Thank late. you very much, Abe. Uh, thank you, Henderson. Have a great weekend.